The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, hoop ball world. My name is Jared Russo, and you are listening to. Jared and Jared's Supermax Show, a salary cap fantasy basketball league podcast. Uh, boy, what a mouthful that podcast title is. That is I'm here with the other Jared. There he is. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, my name is Jared King, and uh, I'm, I'm the other half of the Jared and Jared Supermax podcast. Blah, 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 blah fantasy blah, blah. Uh, uh, b- b- salary cap Before league. we jump into fantasy, though, uh, something big momentous just happened in one of our lives and i think it is worth uh worth talking about for just a second uh jared your new york jets just won a game it feels great it feels wonderful i mean i've gotten used to it because this is weird to say i'm a bucks fan and we're winning all of a sudden but uh i mean hey you beat the titans who are not a bad team in overtime they're missing their second and third best players just Um, hey take the win Take the win. I can't. I'm too cynical and jaded as a New Yorker to uh, appreciate anything good in my life. But we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about basketball, fantasy basketball. And we're here to evaluate fantasy basketball players based on how much their respective teams are paying them in salary. Um, This episode is going to basically boil down to one thing. The two Jareds are currently in the middle of their draft. And we are going to help you with your draft by critiquing members of our league based on who they're drafting and where. I have some thoughts. I have some hot takes. And, of course, uh, you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jared Russo. Uh, Where are you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at Jared Ross King. Okay. So, very simple. And follow Hoopball and Dan Bespris. Um, But, obviously, you're coming to us because... We're the experts, we're insightful, we're helpful, we have good expertise and knowledge and experience. Uh, some say that we don't, but the fact that we're recording this begs to differ. So, I'm going to very briefly roll off um, a lot of names in a row, and we're going to get through uh, basically the first several rounds of our salary cap draft. If you are not familiar, uh, it's as regular a fantasy basketball league that you can possibly have with the exception that your team must fit under the cap, which is, I think we're using 136.6 million, which I think it's like some sort of luxury number or whatever. Um, That's correct. Yeah. uh, 12 players on our rosters. Um, We do all sorts of weird, tiny rules, but that's the gist of it. We're going to keep things as simple as possible so that you can follow along. Um, I'm just going to go in order. So number one, going down, Luka, $10 million. Trey Young, $8 million. Jokic, $31 million. Zion, $10 million. Uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander, $5 million. Sabonis, uh, almost 20 which is still pretty good. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., boy, they went real early. Really early. Million, really early. Crazy early. I... I thought he was maybe a second or third rounder because I'm not quite sure how that I, Houston team's going to operate. Yeah, I kind of had it penciled in the fourth round. I, that, that was kind of a guy that I was looking at around the fourth round pick. I was thinking he would fall there. And then he's gone before I even get my first pick. 
So th that was a bit of a uh, bit of a shocker there for me. That's a shocker. I I question that person's judgment, but we're gonna move on. You picked Lamella Ball for your first round that selection. That's correct. Um, he better make a leap. He better show that he can put up some fucking insane numbers. Can I curse on this podcast? That's up to you, man. We might have to edit that out later. I really need to Just tone beep, that down. Beep. beep, beep. There you go. Um, We'll talk with Dan about this later. But he better put up some good numbers to warrant that first-round mm -hmm. selection. And if he does, then you're all set because he's only making $8 million. Right. But I want to see I want to see him score more. I want to see him more active. I want to see a lot of things centered around him, and hopefully he can stay healthy the whole year. So, I mean, I, I agree with all those things. I think... I think Charlotte was taking steps forward at the end of last season. They kind of ran out of time when uh, everything started to come together. I think they're going to take those big steps forward. This season, LaMelo Ball is going to be right in the middle of that. A uh, healthy LaMelo Ball is uh, only good news for for the Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Hornets. I almost said Bobcats, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. They, nope. they were short-lived. Um, I want to focus on your two picks, though. Your, I think your two picks, uh, you went with your heart and your brain here with two picks in a row. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., uh, assuming he plays, obviously uh, he has, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, still no COVID vaccination? Nope. Okay, so uh, assuming he's able to to get that and then play all 82 games, uh, great pick if that's the case, Michael Porter Jr. God help us all. <laughs> God help us all. Uh, five million there, 5.258 million. Um, Denver Nuggets, Jared, that was your first pick. And then, this is your heart, uh, Julius Randle. Uh, no, uh, it's my brain. That was a brain pick, too, and I'll tell you why. So I went at the, the end of the first round and the top of the second, so I got the turn, which I hate, by the way. I really thought I was going to be cool. But honestly, it when you're going back-to-back, -back, it just feels like you're only making one pick and you're waiting two rounds to get back to you. Like, it doesn't feel like you're making two picks. It just feels like you're making one, which I, I despise. But Julius Randle was a top 15 player in the NBA last season. He played... Almost every game, every single game, he played a ton of minutes. He put up the best numbers of his career, um, healthy, and albeit a very bad playoff performance, a very good regular season performance. He is the centerpiece of that Knicks team. He's being paid $21 million for a guy putting up, like, top 15 numbers. And I thought that was too good to pass up. I don't care if it's a homer pick. That is a smart pick. We just can't ignore the fact that he is, in fact a New York Nick. That part cannot All go right. unsaid. That has to be said okay. when it comes to you. Uh, he is, in fact, a New York Nick. But you're not wrong in your logic there of why you picked him. Uh, $21 million is, uh, I believe, that's around top 50 as far as salaries go in the NBA. Um, and but he's putting up numbers but, like guys who are being paid twice as much. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I was getting to. You're looking at a guy who he's going to put up numbers that are comparable to the $35 million guys. $36 million. 45 I believe, is our highest with Steph Curry this season. Um, yeah. The highest contract. Um, but, yeah, I, I think those are two great picks that you made. Um, but you would be lying if you said you didn't follow your heart a little bit with Julius Randle. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to this man a little later, but I looked at Jason Tatum as another top 15 player who, regardless of what kind of league you're playing in, I know this podcast is going to skew a little bit towards points leagues because uh, we're lizard brain people and we just need... Like, the salary's too much, so we don't want to focus on categories. That's just, like, way too much. But I also think it's less fun. 
But uh, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle are going to be like top 20 guys regardless of your, your league. I think that should be a, a given. But Tatum was being paid $28 million and Randle was being paid 21 In the first round, that matters. Like yeah. that's that's a good difference. Like I, I don't know. I don't think you need to be squeezing every penny, but I think distinctions like that absolutely matter when you're making your first round selection. Maybe less and less as the draft goes on. But well, uh, that difference that difference gives you Julius Randle and Michael Porter as opposed to just Jason Tatum. That's yeah, that salary difference that's right true. there. That's quick maths. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. Is quick numbers. Pew pew pew. Two plus two is four. Quick maths. All right. Enough memes. Uh, so, top of the second, Julius Randle. You pick John Morant, who is very comparable to LaMelo Ball. Uh, he's only getting paid $9 million, another cornerstone of a team. Um, both the Hornets and the, the Grizzlies are looking for that play-in spot. You know, they're going to rely on those guys. So, for me, it was uh, between Giannis and John Morant. And it's tough because Giannis was the guy that, like, helped carry me uh, last season. Obviously, he had a huge finals. Um, he's, you know, basically like a god out there on the court. Um, but also he went up $12 million, uh, with the new Supermax contracts uh, from last season to this season. John Morant only at 9.6. I think John Morant's going to be a top 25 guy, so it's kind of tough for me. But in the end, I had to go with the guy who's going to cost less because I know I can get someone. If I really need to, like a LeBron later on uh, or someone like that, they'll be available for me to get. Um, so I just felt like John Morant was the right pick there. However, it means that the next guy ended up taking Giannis. Yeah, Giannis went right after you, and um, it's funny. The way salary cap leagues work, especially if you give extra flexibility to uh, roster moves and roster construction, is you can later in the draft or just on the waiver wire pick up some of the biggest names in basketball because they're just too much money. And I think... The top two fantasy players this season are going to be Giannis and Jokic in some order. I'm giving you, listener, the green light to take those guys and pay them whatever it like you need to. After that, I think you're getting into the 40 millions for Durant, Harden, LeBron. And it's going to be really hard to construct your roster. Um, they're just so much, and they don't play every game. It's very hard to justify them. So Giannis went right after you, so you were considering them. Yeah. And then a lot of cheaper options went afterwards. And then we'll get to my biggest uh-oh of the draft so far. You, you getting ready for this uh-oh? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because I think we talked about them before the before we ever recorded. Um, Anthony Edwards, I, I like that pick. I feel like it was a little early, but uh, but Anthony Edwards is definitely a high upside guy. $10 million, obviously a guy that I don't see the issue in taking uh, – taking the risk on Joel Embiid went after that 31 million. We all know what Joel Embiid can do as long as he can stay healthy. That's, I think the big issue for me with him, uh, Christian Wood. He, when it comes to the Rockets, do you think he's going to be a focal point or do you think it's going to be uh Jalen, Jalen green? I, th- I think like, if you can only pick one of those guys to be on your oh, fantasy wow. team, ignore the contracts, who, who would you take in that situation? I think, Wood, I think they're gonna. I think the coaching staff is gonna focus on Wood. I think they gave him the money for a reason. I think there's gonna be a lot of rookie, um, uh, clinks and clanks and just like you know things to to tune up and tinker with as if he's a a car. Um, I just think that with Kevin Porter and Tice and uh, they have like Jason Tate, like there's like people on that team. It's not gonna be a good team, but like right. I just wouldn't like well, immediately right off the bat just like rely on Jalen Green. Just being like, oh yeah, no, he's teams. he's the dude now. All teams have people, Jared. P- 
People are people. Um, people are people. So, yeah. So, uh, let me just go through the rest of it because I think this is uh, pretty straightforward. So, second round was Julius Randle, John Morant, Giannis, Anthony Edwards, who I love, Joel Embiid, Christian Wood, Cade Cunningham, first rookie, makes sense, number one pick, Zach Levine. I think he, his numbers are going to decline, but $19.5 million is is too good of an offer. I agree. And then we get to the two big uh-ohs. Now, for one guy, one guy made these two picks. What, the, so the person who went first and picked Luca, that's the the choice for number one. His no question back to backs was Mitchell Robinson and Anthony Davis. Let me tell you something. Mitchell Robinson cannot stay healthy, and Tibbs does not seem super concerned in starting him because they gave a ton of money to Nerlens Noel, who played. I think this is like several rounds too early, and I think Anthony Davis is not the player you want to be spending $35 million on. No, not at all. You want to be spending $31 million on Carl Anthony Towns, who went late. Correct. I, this was a, I, it's understandable because the person who made this pick is new to Salary Cap League. We, we introduced this person, um, and this is their first time going around. But I think they looked at the names— more than anything else than the situation, the the health, the the value. I think they were just like, oh, those are two people who I know. And I, I – Right. No. I just – I don't – Yeah, it's it's tough because uh, Mitchell Robinson is a guy I had on my, on my draft board. But I also had him later – much later in the draft because of those injury concerns. If he's healthy, we've seen what he can do. He is a, a really good force, especially with rebounds when it comes to being down low. But it's it's all about staying healthy. And again, getting back to what you just said, that's why they gave Nerlens Noel money because they're not sure if Mitchell Robinson can be healthy for 82 games. And this is the you know last year was a shortened season. The year before that was shortened because it got cut short because of COVID. So he, there hasn't been 82 game season since 2018-19. So if you're already dealing with injury concerns and shortened seasons, 82 games is not going to make me more confident about you. We've seen Mitchell Robinson at his healthiest previously, and God, these rogue motorcyclists, can you hear that? They're just revving their engines. I can. Nuts. Uh, We've seen him at his healthiest, and he didn't, like, put up, like, DeAndre Ayton numbers. He put up, like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good. I don't, they drafted him the second round. He's a mid-round dude. Too early for him. Anthony Davis, street clothes, is his nickname that Charles Barkley gave him. (laughs) Not in the top five of people I'm going to be spending 30 plus million dollars on. He's just not right. I'd rather give right. it to the guy who went next, Brandon Ingram, who's making almost 30 million. I'd rather give it to him, especially if Zion's hurt. I'd rather give that money to Carl Anthony towns, um, who went way too late in this draft. Um, I'm spending that money elsewhere. I'm not, I'm not spending on Anthony Davis to have his rebounds get stolen by Russell Westbrook. Don't love it. No, I, I completely agree. Um, so let's move on from Anthony Davis, Mitchell Robinson here, double uh-oh. Uh, Brandon Ingram, what do, you, what do you feel about Bob's pick there? We're, we're using names now. We're using names. Are we going to call out these people? The listeners don't know any of these people. Well, I mean, it could be a very vague name. You, it's a very generic name. You're not sure if I'm, that's his real name or not. Brandon Ingram went next. I like that much more. Um, Brandon Ingram is his real name. Yes. Uh, that's I, I think like we're in the third round now. I think that's an appropriate place for him to go. Correct. Carl Anthony Towns went a round or two too late, so that's a complete steal. Um, and then we have a couple of 
interesting cheaper names that I'm going to drop on you because I know you have thoughts. Robert Williams III, who we think is going to start over Al Horford. He went next, and I think that might be a really good deal, really good value. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I am skeptical he starts very skeptical on him or even puts up the kind of production that a third round selection would 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 dictate this is like the michael porter jr home run swing it's like is josh hart starting over him is like Devonte graham's got the ball like zion and yeah. ingram need touches That's like the thing too people people are forgetting that Devonte graham actually if you go back to that uh covid shortened season he was really having a great season yeah, for charlotte um and then last year with the additions of lamello ball and uh, the oft-injured Gordon Hayward. Uh, he saw a little bit less time on the court, but I, I think, you know, take over that point guard position in in, uh, in New Orleans. I keep – why, for the love of God, can I not differentiate between Charlotte and New Orleans fluidly every single time? The NBA screwed this up for it. us, that's why. Yeah, well, they – I mean, I grew up with the Charlotte Hornets, and they became the New Orleans Hornets, and then they became the New Orleans Pelicans. Then we got Charlotte Bobcats. And I'm, my brain is so confused right now. Very annoying. Even after all these years. Anyway, I think Devontae Graham could be a sneaky pickup later on. Yes, uh, I agree. In, in the draft. I'm with you. Um, um, so, so Robert Williams III was the 23rd pick. Uh, NAW, I guess this is the nickname. He went 24th. Nah. 25th, right before you, was Jalen Suggs, who is the I other. I was so upset. He, he was I the mean, second rookie Magic to go. Fan, as a Magic fan, we haven't had a pick like this in Check's Watch forever so so it was nice to you know i think about the idea of having jalen suggs on my team and then someone else stole him out from right under me um and then just because of how mad i was i looked at jason tatum and said this is a guy jared russo would want and i stole him right out from under you you single-handedly dismantled my entire draft strategy like i thought i was going to be able to pick him up i think jason tatum is a first or second round selection so the fact that he fell almost to the fourth is criminal I agree. Um, uh, I was always going to pick Jason Tatum there unless unless Carl Anthony Towns fell. Um, my plan was to pick Jalen Suggs coming back around. So the fact he got picked right before the Tatum pick, I was just, Ugh, I'm still on schedule for what I want, but it's not quite the way it's going to play out the way I wanted it to. Um, but yeah, I think Tatum, you know, for me, that gives me Tatum, that gives me Ball, that gives me Moran. I think those are three guys if we were building a dynasty league uh you know i'd be pretty well set up with three really young guys um unfortunately we're not thinking about dynasty league this is a salary cap league but they're um, similar they're a lot of a lot of the lists you see are like they're somewhat comparable correct because you're targeting young guys and rookies and people on cheaper deals but that's just sort of inherent mm-hmm. to like how dynasty works um i'm gonna put you inside of the mind of myself a few hours ago listener um so i was at the end of the third top of the fourth after my hopes had been dashed that Jason Tatum would go, would fall to me, which is, again, just absurd. Please take him earlier in any league, especially salary cap leagues. I was looking at a glut of cheaper options. I was basically looking at the following names. So I was looking at Jalen Green, because rookies are starting to come off the board now. I'm looking. I was looking at Rashawn Holmes, who is only getting paid $12 million, um, and he's great. DeAndre Ayton's another guy, $12 million, great. Um, I was looking at Tyrese Halliburton, 
for sure, but I wasn't quite sure what Sacramento was going to do. Sacramento's so weird because, like, they have, like, Whiteside and Bagley, but then they also have, like, Fox and Heald and their rookie uh, Davion Mitchell. That whole team's a mess. Um, And so, ultimately, I landed on R.J. Barrett, who, again, that's not quite the homer pick you think it is because although I am a diehard Knicks fan— and I think everyone's, like, hoping he takes, like, the next big step. And he, like, you know, oh, he's worth a max deal. Let me let me bring up our league last year, Mr. King. Oh, please bring it up. Because I want to hear what it is you're going to say about it. And then I will correct it. I'm going to blow your mind, okay? I'm going to list you names of people who R.J. Barrett scored more fantasy points season long than. Like, just the accumulation of, of games played and minutes played and stats, raw stats, he, R.J. Barrett, outscored a ridiculous list of people. Like, to the it's point him. where you're like, wow, R.J. Barrett, like, legit puts up, like, some of the, just, like, most, like, the the production is just constantly there. All right, let me scroll down this list. Where is he? Wait, did I lose him? No, that's impossible. No, you- oh, I have to look at people who are still available because we're drafting on ESPN. <laughs> Would you believe it? Okay, let's scroll down. Filling time. All right, R.J. Barrett. Sir, you scored more fantasy points than Donovan Mitchell, Colin Sexton, LeBron James, Jarrett Allen, Ben Simmons, Rashawn Holmes, John Morant, Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, Kyle Anderson, Mikhail Bridges, Draymond Green. Scored more than all those people. It's not a bad list. He's always in like the top 30 to 40 of like most points scored because he plays so much. Like that's a really high floor. And I think for a fourth round pick, that's I don't think you can do better and that's if like he he maintains what he did the previous years he's hopefully going to take another step up and hopefully hopefully he becomes the dude along with randall and not on my knees or shot Kemba walker and uh i'm well past my prime to be a starter derrick rose and i was paid too much money evan fournier um have fun with evan fournier he's all yours i'm not taking evan fournier i i don't miss him um. All right, so R.J. Barrett, you know, I, I I have no problem with that pick. I think that is a good fourth round pick, and um, that's good value for you. He comes in at eight point six two three million, which is a good back to back for you. Eight point nine nine two for Jalen Green, and then eight point six two three for R.J. Barrett. Now you said it's tough to make a better pick in the fourth round. I would argue that one was made right after you, and maybe I'm biased, but I took DeAndre Ayton. Right there, right after you, twelve point six three two million. Um, Smart move. Basically, it's 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 my making up for not getting Cat, who I really wanted. Uh, and uh, I I don't I don't hate DeAndre Ayton as a consolation prize for for almost a third of the price uh, and about eighty five percent of the output. That was the the only logical choice because I was really considering him. But what happened was. Two years ago, he was a first-round selection in our salary cap league. Uh, God, the, the ambulance and the police and the fire department. Uh, what is happening in Brooklyn tonight? Oh, I'm not. I'm is, I'm in Manhattan. Was there a Jets win? I'm in Manhattan. 
Yeah, it's the and Jets. Then, yeah, it's the celebrating the Jets. Um, there it is. All right, so so two years ago in our salary cap league, DeAndre Ayton uh, was stellar, and he was on a rookie deal. Last year, I think, boy, he was so good, I think he'll be my first-round selection. I take him, and he scores like five fantasy points on average fewer because Chris Paul shows up. So I got burned on him. So the fact that he fell this far is really good because I don't think his numbers are going to fall again. They're only going to go up as that team really coalesces around him and Booker. Um, so I mean, we saw we saw that team, uh, like you said, coalesce pretty well during the regular season. But I think we saw, aside from the four games they lost in the finals, they took another step in the playoffs as the playoffs went along, uh, beating teams like the Lakers, beating – uh, being the Clippers in the and the conference Denver finals, too, right? Denver was the second round. Yeah. That's who it was. Uh, but they were pretty dominant in those three rounds, and they were truly dominant in the first two games of the finals. I thought they were. And win. then, and then Giannis just decided to uh, go God mode, and uh, you know that's that. Super Saiyan. Um, Super Saiyan, exactly. Um, there's still some good centers left. One guy uh, that I would have considered here as well was Nikola Vucevic. Yes. Um, yeah, he's I'm another person sure. who I'm shocked hasn't gone yet. Yeah, I it, because it's 24 million, and because I think in the end, Aiton's going to be just barely behind him in the regular season stats, and may even pass him. It made a lot more sense for me to take the guy who's half the price. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of good centers left. I, we haven't had that many come off the board yet. Um, Cat, Time Lord, Aiton, Embiid, and uh, and Jokic. Yeah, usually centers are very very valuable in in category leagues, from what I uh, from what I understand. And I don't think positions matter so much the way we're doing it. But listener, if you have That's two true. guys who are somewhat comparable and one of them is half the price, you go with the guy who's half the price. Just like don't exactly. overthink it. Um, exactly. And so we're going to wrap up this discussion on how our draft is going by getting to picks 30, 31, and 32, which are, again, we're doing this over uh, a Facebook chat in our, like, in a little group. Uh, and we're doing it over the course of, like, a week or so, which is kind of how much time you want. You can't do it live. You have to kind of do it over the course so people can add up the numbers. So the last few picks that uh, we know of as of the time of this recording are Keldon Johnson, we, we, Isaiah Stewart, could- and Damian Lillard. We could get that pick 33 any second. There's no way we're going to get a live pick. There's no way. We could get a live pick. It's it's entirely possible. Are you texting him? Minutes. Yeah, I've been texting him. Oh, my God. So I was going to to say, Keldon Johnson, great. Isaiah Stewart, great. Damian Lillard, he, he fell, but he's almost $40 million. But, again, he's another dude who's worth it, I think, more than Anthony Davis. Um, I was going to ask who you were thinking about taking – with your next pick, even though you're going to have to wait a while. You're going to have to wait like another 10 selections until we get to uh, you. Uh, we got to see how it plays out because, Ray, you have 10 selections like you said before. I'm going to pick it Don't again. do this. Give the listeners some uh, names. Come on. No, no, no. I'm, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm about to give Coward. some names. Don't, don't you worry. Coward. The one guy, it's a guy that you already mentioned, the guy that you're considering uh, with your last picks. Um, I, I almost picked him last time, but DeAndre Ayton just made too much sense. Tyrese Halliburton. Is a guy that's sitting there um, that I'm definitely considering when it comes back around. Um, I need to get some forwards is what I really need to do. I got Tatum, so that takes care of one of those spots, but I have two guards. Um, R.J. Barrett, or not R.J. Barrett, R.J. Hampton 
um, is a guy that I'd probably consider later on in the draft, but not with these picks. Um, it, 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 the name popped up in my head, so listen here. Listen you, you here. Shocked you shocked me by your... going like R.J. Hampton's going to explode. I was like, what? At late, yeah, like late, late, late. But like, we'll get to that like on no, our no, podcast. like 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 tenth, eleventh round. Um, no, I want I uh, want fourth and fifth round selection dudes because I I mentioned Holmes, I mentioned Halliburton, Darius Garland, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jackson Jr. is a guy, but he has the same issue that Mitchell Robinson has. I don't know how many games I'm going to be able to play him because he's hurt so he's much. He's playing in a contract this, year. This has got to be the year. Like you might you, as well take well, that shot you would, eventually. You would think. You would think. I would um, think. We'll 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 see about that. Um, um, I'm pull, I'm pulling up my list because I have I have the Bible on on my iPad right now and my list on my phone. So I'm having to compare and see uh, who I still have left that I was thinking about. I think taking. Jonas Valanciunas for 14 million is another guy who needs That's to a, go like soon. Correct. Um, and yeah, I just, it's so interesting how like all these cheaper deals and dudes who you're not quite sure of and like contract year guys and people making less than like 15 million, they're just going to be the next two straight rounds. Like that's basically how these drafts are going to work. You're not going to like target the biggest names and the biggest deals because you can get them later. You will get them later. You can pick them up off the wire. If Gordon Hayward's going nuts and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll toss a bunch of money at Gordon Hayward, but, like, you're not drafting Gordon Hayward. You're drafting all the dudes on their rookie deals and anyone who's, like, really outperforming their contract, like a Jonas Valanciunas. So who are you, um, who are you thinking give you... about? Give me some Give me some names. Give me some spice. Yeah, so, so, so let me let me throw some names at you. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to go a little bit lower with this contract and then kind of backload, get like a LeBron or someone. I'm just throwing LeBron's name out there because he's good and he's high-priced. Someone in that, in that realm uh, at the end of the draft. Um, what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at Mikael Bridges, Phoenix, 5.5 million. Um, what I've done a lot too, and especially if you're new to this, you can you can do this. I had one sheet that had, and this is outside of a what we call the salary bible that that Jared has created. You had a shadow three. bible. I had a shadow bible, yeah. but I also took ESPN's rankings of just regular head-to-head uh, basketball fantasy that does not take into account salary yeah. at all. But then I started kind of cross-referencing to see, okay, where do they have this guy ranked? What is his salary? And just just for for reference for everybody out there, they have Mikael Bridges ranked at forty seventh overall in fantasy, and he's making five point five million. So for me, that's a great deal. That's someone that uh, Jared, you probably won't see him ever again in the draft because there's a strong chance that I'm talking myself right now into picking him. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is another guy that I would uh, definitely consider. Um, yep. As long as he can stay healthy, he had uh, he had I believe it was a broken leg two years ago. Broken it, it was foot. A leg. He's he's gotten hurt during fantasy playoffs and has like ruined my shot at a championship at least twice. Um, so God's he's speak. a great player. He's a great player. Oh, he's, he's great. On a team with a lot, he's made a lot of glass, of but he's great. That's the issue right there. But he's only twelve million. Twelve million. Excuse me. Yeah, it's really cheap. Word, words are difficult. Um, and then one guy who I've always liked. Um, He's a little bit higher than both them, but only at fifteen point two million. Deontay Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so he's a, a guy I would also consider. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is another one I consider. He comes in at nineteen million, um, and it's tough because I really like Malcolm Brogdon, 
but he also kept going out of the lineup last year and being hurt for a week here or there. Um, is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, and I could be wrong on this. Darius Garland, still available. Yeah, Darius Garland needs to go ASAP. Basically, seven, like you, the way you right did there. it is smart because you looked at a regular points league listing and then you kind of cross-checked like how much each of those dudes costed as you're getting into the... So like the fact that Mikael Bridges would have gone now anyways, more or less, and we're doing a salary cap league, like he yeah. needs to go. So yep. definitely do that. If you're in a salary cap league for the first time and you're still kind of feeling it out, just look at a regular ranking of whether you're in categories or points or whatever, you know, roto or head-to-head, and yeah. kind of just then- cross-check how much people are costing. Because again... You're going to be taking a lot of dudes you wouldn't be thinking of taking before James Harden and exactly. Kevin Durant. Like it's just you. And what, one, I mean, one last guy I'm considering is John Wall. Um, Get out of here, you troll! Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. John Wall is the one like high. At, at some point, James Harden's going to be on one of our teams. At some point, Kevin Durant's going to be on one Possibly. of our teams. Possibly. Possibly. At some point, at some, uh, I, I think, I think at some point, yes. I don't know if in the draft, but at some point during. During the season, they'll when most guys are hurt or whatever, and someone just drops right. two underperforming people in the salary. John Wall up. will live in free agency this season. John he Wall will, will be, never the be on the team. The waiver wire, yes. Uh, the only way is if there's a contract buyout and he ends up going somewhere else. But how much would it cost the Rockets to actually buy out his contract? That's the thing. In salary cap leagues, you have this weird issue of buyouts. We go by the rule of thumb that whenever the new price is is the price we go with so there's a lot of like gaming the system to like free up space to add a dude knowing he'll get bought out in a few days and then sign with the new team and then he just goes from like a gargantuan amount to like nothing which is what happened with me and lamarcus aldridge it didn't work out for me but those are the kind of moves that like might win you leagues um and john wall is definitely capable of that but i have no faith i have no thought or consideration for that ever happening like just don't even like that's not even a thing right don't 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 bank on that as you're drafting and be like oh it's cool i'll figure out this position in january or february with a buyout guy exactly do not do that do not do that um but if that opportunity presents itself do try to take advantage of it do try to go out there and get that guy uh, um yeah so but so you're picking after me, so I'm already I've already kind of made up my mind between one of two guys. Who are you thinking about next? See, that's the problem is I can't answer that honestly because all the people we've been talking about, if they fall to me, then great. And if they don't fall to me, then I have to come up with a new short list of people who are going in the fifth to sixth round, and then I have to come up with like a completely new game plan. And it's like way too early, but basically all the guys we've been talking about. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll shortly list them off and then I'll ask you a, a final question. So like Garland, Halliburton, Holmes, Valanchunas, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Mikhail Bridges, like people like that, like I really want to fall to me. I doubt they will, but Tatum almost fell to me. Oh, almost. Um, almost. Almost. So, all right. So final question and then we'll, we'll end. Are we getting a live pick? Uh, you know, I told him. It's not going to happen, if is it? By seven minutes ago, that if he picked in the next five minutes, he'd be live announced on a podcast, and he hasn't responded. So I'm Typical. thinking the answer is no. Typical. All right, then we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Jared Russo and at... 
Jared Ross King. Jared Ross King. And you can follow Hoopball and Dan Bespris and uh, all the other contributors. Uh, Aaron Bruski, the guy who invented the website. So thank you know, shout outs to him. Um, poor Kings fan. Did you know that? He's a Kings fan. Yeah. Oh, it's like being a Jets fan. No, because it's worse. Because the Jets have a Super Bowl, and we have an iconic moment with Joe Namath wagging his finger. And we That's have fair. two That's fair. AFC Championship games back to back within the last twenty years. And as of today, you have a win. And as of today, we have a win. So, uh, for th- thank you for listening. Um, this has been a pleasure. Uh, we'll be back with more draft analysis, and hopefully, if this goes live, we can start getting to some questions. People might submit questions on Twitter, and then they'll hit us up and tag us, and then we can respond to them. Like, hey, you idiots, why are you blah, 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 you know. Hopefully they don't call us idiots, but chances are they will at some point. Who knows? So Who knows? Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.